Hello, ladies, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I am going into a lesson all about pros and cons of a plant-based diet, um, why it may or may not help you with weight loss, how to make it simpler, and how to really make sure this is or is not the right lifestyle for you. So if this is something you've been considering or a change you've been um, thinking about making to your diet, keep on listening. And please make sure to subscribe, like all of that with our podcast. It really helps us out um, and share on your stories as well. Thank you. Hello, ladies, and welcome to today's lesson and mini training. And I'm really, really excited about this topic because I have a lot of girls coming to me asking about going into a plant-based diet. And I also have a lot of girls coming to me saying, you know, they want to lose weight and they think this is the best approach, or maybe that was their first step in diving into a healthy lifestyle is cutting out all the meat products and trying to eat more vegetables. So what I want to do today is really share with you a little bit about the pros and cons of vegetarian and vegan diets. And before I do that, I actually want to share with you a little known fact, which is that I was actually vegetarian for eight years um, when I was younger and vegan for two And I left the plant-based lifestyle, mostly because I moved into the love of bodybuilding, building muscle, and I just found that it wasn't optimal for my body. But with that said, I loved the lifestyle of plant-based. I love vegetables, and I do miss it sometimes, and I still incorporate um, vegetarianism into my regular diet. So um, I do come from an unbiased point of view when it comes to the plant-based lifestyle, because as I said, I've lived it. I am all for it, but I also no longer live it. And I kind of want to share with you my viewpoints on both. Now, before I do say anything as well, I just want to say, I, again, will support a client or anyone that comes to me, whether they want to go plant-based or they're against the plant-based. But really, I think it's important before we make any choices around our nutrition and our health, we need to be educated on why we're doing it in the first place. So that's something I want to ask you. What is your why? You're clearly here. You're clearly listening because you are interested in the plant-based lifestyle. But why do you want to do it? Is it for ethical reasons? Is it about the animals? Is it about environment? Is it because you care about sustainability and meat production is not the most environmentally friendly? Um, Or is it health? And I really like to kind of dig back to this because a lot of times I find people think that vegetarianism is the key to health. And if they restrict all these foods, cut things out, they're going to be healthier or cleaner. And I'm really here to tell you that is not the case. It's not necessarily the most optimal to improve your health. But there are some ethical and environmental benefits, and I'm not going to go too into the political side of it, although it is something I'm interested in, and maybe I'll do a different um, lesson on that at some point as well, because I'm quite interested. Just another random fact. I actually have quite a passion for environmentally sustainable food and food systems. That's something I studied in university. So 
let's dive in and actually talk about the interesting stuff that you want to hear about. So as I said before, if your goal is to be vegetarian just to be healthier, that might not be the best case for you. Oftentimes, when we're trying to be healthier, it depends on what your goal is, of course. But a lot of times, if you're having like biomarkers of unhealthy um, issues, such as, you know, high blood pressure, diabetes, things like that, weight loss is going to be often one of the first things we need to do to improve those biomarkers of health. So I encourage you to think, okay, if I need to lose weight, is vegetarianism the best approach for me? And I'm here to tell you that it could be, but if your goal is specifically to recomp your body or lose fat, it's actually going to become a lot harder for you. And the reason for this is because a plant-based diet requires you to eat a lot more carbs and calories to hit your nutritional goals. Now, typically, this only works well for those who are maybe a bit more insulin sensitive and thrive on a higher carbohydrate diet. So you really need to understand more about how your body responds to food before making that decision. So I'm going to explain a little bit about the muscle growth side of things. So a lot of girls we see on social media are posting these pictures of their muscular lean bodies. And we're thinking, oh my gosh, I want a body like her. I want to look like this girl. She's vegan. She must be the reason why she looks like that. However, oftentimes this gives people the illusion that they achieve that body through a vegan diet. But really that's not the case. Many, many times these women with a lot of muscle have been meat eaters their whole life up until maybe the most recent year or two. And they built that muscle by eating a higher protein diet over the years and then switched to a plant-based diet and have been able to hold on to the muscle. Now, I, I feel like maybe if you're watching this, you think this is like a manifesto against vegetarianism, but it really isn't. There's a lot of positives as well, which I'm going to go into. I, like I said, I have an unbiased point of view, but I just want you to be um, really know and be aware of what often goes on and what we see online is not always the truth. So like I said, weight loss is going to be a lot harder for you. And that is because it's tougher for you to get a complete high quality source of protein as a vegan. And even if you do get enough protein, it comes with a lot larger dose of carbohydrates as well. So think about it, your foods like um, beans that have protein, they're also a carb source, lentils, um, even some of your meat substitutes are going to have other macronutrients in them as well. So this means that you could feel hungrier since you have to spend more of your macros on protein. Um, I often find in the other direction as well, if you're struggling to put on muscle and muscle gain, well, you're going to have to eat so many calories and a lot of fiber in a plant-based diet. That, that's why oftentimes when we see people that really live a vegan lifestyle for a long period of time, they often get pretty small. I, I don't want to like talk negatively about body types, but there's often kind of that skinny fat look because you don't have enough muscle definition. And you're kind of still have body fat because the weight you're losing is coming from your muscle typically. So that is something to think about. And I know when I was a vegan, that definitely was the case. Um, but you can still do things with the right approach. And when I got into bodybuilding, I did actually start eating a more high protein diet on a plant base. So 
what it means is you have to eat even more protein than a meat eater. So yes, it's hard enough to get your protein as a vegan or vegetarian because there's lower protein in your food, but you're going to have to eat more grams of protein than a meat eater. So for example, say I eat 130 grams of protein a day. As a vegan, I probably need to be eating 140, 150 at least. And that's because of the leucine and amino acid profile of those foods. We need the aminos are like building blocks of the protein and the muscle, right? So if we're not getting all those aminos, we're going to have to eat more food to get enough of them. So that's something to think about. And there's a little bit of research around that as too, which I cited if you want to learn more. Um, and again, going back to those health reasons, it might be actually easier for you to eat animal products such as meat, eggs, fish, or cheese, because they are going to be really great sources for nutrients your body needs, such as protein, zinc, iron, um, iodine, taurine, omega-3s, vitamin A, vitamin Ks. Um, and B12 as well, which is often talked about. So animal foods are going to be a little bit more filling for you, which is also going to prevent overeating and really help your insulin levels stay low as well. So to optimize health, as you see, you don't necessarily have to cut out meat. And I think meat has been given a bad rep. Now, I want to talk a little bit about dairy because I think this is where a lot comes into play. And, and I want to use myself as an example here. But when I went into a um, or I left the vegan lifestyle, I actually still today as a meat eater, still eat very similar to when I was vegan because I pretty much cut all processed food and all dairy out of my diet. So I eat a lot of vegetables, but I just have that lean protein on there as well. And the reason why you might feel better when you do that is you're cutting out those processed foods. You're cutting out sugar. You're cutting out a lot of dairies, which cause inflammation in your body. So I really challenge you to work on eliminating those processed foods and still having a balanced approach without restricting anything. And that's how you can really find a good balance of eating maybe healthier without having to necessarily be stuck into this vegan or vegetarian lifestyle. Um, so what does supplementation look like? So I want to give you a breakdown of some of the supplements that I would recommend to clients if they're on a plant-based or vegan approach. Um, and it's definitely going to come down to your B12 and also something such as zinc, iron, iodine, taurine, vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin K2, and omega-3s. And you're more likely than not going to need a protein supplement to help you get all those amino acids. So I think, again, we think we're being healthy because we're eating a lot of vegetables or we're not eating meat, but we need to actually look at the breakdown of the nutrients we're consuming to make sure we're actually giving our body what it needs. Um, I do find often a lot of people on a plant-based diet are actually in having nutrient deficiencies. Um, whether they have a calorie deficiency and losing weight or not, they're missing these important nutrients your body needs. So again, like I kind of talked about, your protein intake as a plant-based diet is typically going to come from both carbohydrate sources um, and fat sources when you're getting protein. So it's important that we're really thoughtful about combining all three of them. So what does this look like? For a balanced macro meal as a meat eater, we might put a protein and a carb and a veggie on our plate. And then we kind of have, you know, some fats, some protein, some carbs. It's a well-balanced meal. Well, as a 
plant-based diet eater, you have to really change the way you think of it because now you're going to have to have multiple carbs, but together they make that complete protein. So maybe that's beans and rice, or maybe that's edamame and tofu. Um, and remember, tofu also has fats in it. So you have to really think of that. And again, you're going to have to eat even more protein. So if you find it hard to hit your nutrition goals just starting out, adding another restriction of being plant-based on the top is going to make it more of a challenge. So I encourage you, don't go away from the lifestyle if you have, you know, an eth ethical reasoning behind it or a moral obligation or you really environmentally care about it. But I challenge you to think we don't have to restrict the whole food group in order to better serve the environment. We could just choose to buy more local veggies and eat more veggies or limit the amount of meat and still have some in there and really create more balance. Um, I think that's really going to be a great approach for you until you've mastered macros. And, and then if you're still adamant about the plant-based approach, 100% go for it. Again, I'm never going to judge someone for doing it, but I just encourage you to be educated on the why because it's not necessarily going to make your life easier. It actually might make it a lot harder. So for any of you that are actually watching the video version of this, there is a chart I have pulled up here with some of the highest vegan protein um, options. And what we'll see is there's a lot of different options for you out there. I find things like seitan, um, which is made from gluten, is a really great meat alternative. And you'll find a lot of packaged processed fake meats are made of the seitan protein. I, as a vegan, always felt like, A, they were overpriced, and B, um, they often had a lot of additives to them. So I started making my own, and I encourage you, if you're interested in this, you can go online, you can look up seitan recipes, and you pretty much get the wheat gluten, you make a dough out of it, you season it with flavors, like spices, and you boil it. Like, you boil the dough until it turns into, like, this rock, which you can cut up and chop up, like, tofu and throw into dishes. And I, I really like that one, actually. And, and I do still like it today. Um, the only thing I found is because it's literally made of the gluten, which is the protein, if you have a gluten sensitivity, it can irritate your gut and cause a bit of bloating. So um, don't overdo that one. Um, but tofu is another good one. Um, you know, you're going to get stuff in quinoa and beans. But remember, the beans, lentils, all of those are also going to be a carb. So as long as we're combining our carbs together to make a full protein, that's okay. But if we're adding extra carbs on top of our carbs for protein, well, we're going to have a very carb-heavy meal, um, and we might really struggle to hit balance and, and hit our protein goals. So what I've done here is give an example day um, on a plant-based approach so you can really see what that would look like. So for a regular diet, um, what we could do is have a protein smoothie for breakfast. This would include a scoop of protein powder and some Greek yogurt and some berries. This would get your protein up to 40 grams. You see how we're adding two protein sources, the Greek yogurt and the protein powder. Um, for lunch, Sorry, I'm actually reading a regular diet, so let me let me read the vegetarian for you. Um, so for your morning snack, you could have eggs or oatmeal. So you could have egg whites with your oats. This would really create a balanced oatmeal because oftentimes if you're just having a carb, like just oats by itself or just cereal by itself, you're not actually going to be satiated because you shouldn't be eating carbs alone. You should be having a protein and a fat and making it a balanced meal.
For lunch, you can make a tofu Buddha bowl, which has um, tofu and rice and veggies, a protein bar for your snack, and then maybe for dinner, you have some tempeh. What I want you to see here with these meal examples, and again, there's a whole image here, is that you're having a protein with every single meal. You can't skip protein with a meal because it's so important that we're hitting that leucine threshold in order to make sure we're getting enough nutrients, but also maintaining muscle protein synthesis. All right, so let me talk a little bit more. Now, the thing about having a plant-based approach is there's a lot of variety that you can have within your meals. And I encourage you to actually enjoy finding fun foods and, and lots of veggies. And um, just because you're vegan or vegetarian doesn't necessarily mean you're healthy, as I've said before. And yes, we see all these colorful vegetables and we think that's a great balanced approach. But remember, you could be eating, you know, vegan corn dogs and vegan ice cream and vegan pizza, and you wouldn't be eating a balanced, healthy diet. So we have to make sure whether you are eating a plant-based approach or not, that you are eating a well-balanced, nutrient-dense um, diet that really allows you to A, have flexibility, but B, really be able to fuel your body and get the results that you want. So again, I encourage you, don't eliminate a food group completely. You could still eat very similar to a vegan, but putting meat into your dish as well. Now, um, before I close out and finish this quick little presentation for you guys, I wanted to share some of my favorite plant-based proteins. And I still, even though I sometimes consume dairy products, I still love plant protein because I find it mixes really well in my oatmeal. I can make like puddings out of it. And I just really like the texture of it overall. So my two favorite plant-based protein powders are going to be the Muscle Nation line. Um, the reason for this, and I'll say <laughs> in the last few years, protein powder has come a long way. When I was vegan like six, seven years ago, um, they were disgusting. Like it was like ground up hemp seeds and they tasted like dirt. So we're really, really lucky today. Um, and these ones have amazing flavors, but they also, a cool thing about the Muscle Nation, and I'm not sponsored at all, I just love them, is they put coconut milk powder in it. So it really mixes like a milky drink, which is so yummy. Um, I really like blessed um, protein powders as well. They're really, really great. Um, things that you can add, like I said, to your oats or to supplement in your diet. Now, if you guys have any questions at all about plant-based diets, uh, please feel free to leave them in the comments here or message me directly. I'd, I'd love to support you and, and give you some help on your journey. And, and I really just want you to feel educated and making the right choice for you. Like I said, if you're really into the lifestyle, you can absolutely still get results on it. It's just going to be a little bit harder. Um, but I also don't you think you have to be vegetarian in order to be healthy as well. Um, like I said, it's really just finding the right macro breakdown for you, having a meal plan for you that's going to allow you to hit all those nutrients and really making sure it's a lifestyle that you can actually sustain long term. All right, guys. So hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully this answers some of the questions that you've been having around plant-based diets. And of course, like I said, if you have any more questions, don't hesitate to